0: Tuesday Night Mystery Club. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Night Mystery Club, a show where I tell guests a mystery story and they try to guess the solution. So for the month of February, because of Valentine's Day, uh, in honor to that, I'm doing kind of a love theme. So I have, I'm going to do couples for the month of February. So today I am joined by Matt and Scarlett. Hello.
1: Hey.
0: Hi. Awesome. so so what would you guys say is like your your mystery level experience in terms of like any tv shows have you watched like knives out the movie or anything like that or books
2: yeah so I would say in terms of mystery my mom has always really loved like mystery books and Mm -hmm. novels and but it's hard when we watch movies together, like she'll guess the ending before like I even have a <laughs> chance to figure it out. So I feel like maybe I haven't had the practice at guessing because she's always been such a good guesser.
0: And she tells you beforehand, like before the movie. Yeah. Ends.
2: Like, yeah, like she'll be like, it's this person. And I'm like, well, like let's just see. And then it is. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, so in terms of some shows and stuff like that, I've watched a few mystery shows. You know, novels like Murder on the Orient Express, Mm I'm here with this one, Agatha Christie, and uh, a few like mystery true kind books. But other than that, not a lot of exposure. Um, (laughs) Or maybe, yeah, it's something that's a bit newer to me. So I'm really excited to challenge myself today with this and see if I can guess the ending.
0: Okay, nice. How about you, Matt?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I've listened to a lot of true crime podcasts okay. in my day-to-day at work, those, uh, but real, those are pretty canned, matter. right? Yeah, but they're all pretty canned, because it's like, it's either the ex-boyfriend, or they haven't figured <laughs> out it's the ex-boyfriend yet, so it's always <laughs> the same thing. Um, so, in that sense, I don't have a great, great guessing, because it's always, you know, they open it up, and they're like, okay, well, like, she left, like, so-and-so left their partner, like, a week ago, and now they're dead. It's like, okay, well, I know who it's pretty it. obvious in this case, yeah.
0: So I, I don't say, have
1: any good experience
0: guessing. This story does not have an ex-boyfriend, so that won't be... Okay. Ooh, yeah. You won't be able to guess that. I'm All sorry. Right. Well, Curveball. there goes my guess. <laughs> I, guess I don't
1: have the guess anymore.
0: True crime is... So they, they talk about that in mystery these mystery books sometimes, too, where the main detectives will kind of allude to the fact that it's it's normally the husband or it's normally the wife. So yeah. even that is, like, true crime it's probably true and then in mystery books they kind of they they talk about that as well
1: Mm -hmm. people have interesting motives rather than just like boring regular human instinct yeah
2: yeah i would say like i i agree i feel like sometimes the motives are more emotional like obviously sometimes it's things like money or like Mm -hmm. other external things but most of the time it's like yeah like an ex-boyfriend a love a broken Mm -hmm. heart you know, a betrayal, like, those Those are the people you look out for, I
1: feel mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, like, 50% insurance policy, 50%, like, yeah, I don't know, emotional trauma. <laughs> and, uh, the...
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: So, do you guys want to get started on the story? Yeah,
1: let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm
0: ready. Okay, so this, this story is called The Chocolate Box, and it was published in 1923, and so I picked it for, you know, chocolate makes me think of Valentine's Day, so... It, it's not a love story in the slightest, but it does have chocolate in it. <laughs> um, and this is, if you've heard of Agatha Christie, this is an Agatha Christie story. And it uses one of her main detectives, Hercule Poirot, who's, he, um, he's a Belgian detective. He, he's the one in the Murder on the Orient Express, if you've watched that movie. So he's got, he's like described as having the funny egg-shaped head and his huge, huge mustaches that he's so proud about. And that's like his like defining characteristic. And he's a uh, Sherlock Holmes type, you know, like he's, he picks up on everything around him and is very kind of like genius, but also a little bit of works alone, like doesn't want to give away his thoughts before he's sure of himself. And in this story, him and his kind of sidekick Hastings, who would be Hastings would be like the Watson character. So he, he writes about all Poirot's stories in his early days. He kind of He kind of goes away for the mid-period of Poirot's mystery lifestyle. Uh, But so Hastings and Poirot are hanging out and they're chatting about old crimes. And Poirot, I think Hastings asks him, like, have you ever failed? Like, you're so, he's like playing up to his ego and going like, you're so fantastic. You could never not solve the mystery, which is perfect, like perfectly plays into Poirot. But he goes, actually, I did, I did fail once. And I will tell you the story of the case the only ever case where I failed. Okay. Yeah, so that's how we're kind of... We're going into this story knowing that, that Poro failed. So keep that in mind for the ending. Wait,
1: okay. okay. I'm writing down names because I'm absolutely terrible with names. And Yeah, that's um, a good idea. If I referred to Poro as, like, Egghead or Big Mustache Guy, then, like, <laughs> I hope you know that's who I'm referring to. <laughs> I'm, that's what I have in my notes. But. Okay,
0: yeah. No, I think everyone will understand. Because it is... Even even Edgar Christie, as she's writing about him, like, she... She brings up those characteristics
1: as she, well. She forgets mm-hmm. his name too. She, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so Agatha Christie, I mean, she first wrote, wrote about Poro and like probably liked the character, but over time mm-hmm. started to hate the character of Poro and like wanted to basically kill him off in okay. a sense. Not really, but like she didn't want him to die necessarily, but she wanted to stop writing about him. Mm-hmm. But he was her bestseller. So, her publicist or whoever, editor, I don't know, basically was like, you can't do that like this is the bluff character you need to basically keep going until you die which is what <laughs> you do <laughs> so but this is this is from this story is from his short story collection poro's early cases so published in 1923 it's definitely much earlier so i get still likes him at this point probably okay okay so he poro starts to tell hastings his failure story and it happened back when he was on the belgium police force. So before he becomes like a private detective in England, he had worked for the Belgian police service. And uh, I think he was really good. People respected him there. And at the time where he was still a police officer, there was this struggle in France going on, which is a real struggle that was going on and kind of probably continues to some degree, which was um, the struggle between church and state. So people thinking that the church should be the highest power and people thinking that, no, the government should have kind of the, the highest power and that balance of what should play into the country. And through that, there was obviously, there were multiple people who were on the side of the church and then multiple people on the side of the state and they were battling it out and, well, not battling, but in the government, there was people of both sides, just, again, like there, there always is. There's always kind of two parties. And one of the men was called Mr. Paul de Roulard, or let me anglicize his name.
1: How call him Paul.
0: Yeah, we could call him Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Paul was very anti-Catholic. So he's on the side of the state. And he was, I guess the way, I don't know how politics in france worked at the time <laughs> but there was a minister who was about to die and paul was going to take over from that minister like take over his portfolio okay i don't i guess there i don't know that there was elections i don't know i guess you just i don't know how you took over but that was what so, was going to happen
1: so wait mr paul's anti-catholic but he's going to become a minister
0: not a minister like um he's like taking... a cabinet member Is yeah that oh. oh okay yeah
1: oh okay okay okay
0: yeah, that's a good point. It's all it's this is all like French words. So Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. I was confused. Mr. Paul's going against yeah. his best interests.
2: Yeah, it took me a minute. I was like, like he's anti-Catholic, but he wants to be a minute. Anyways. Right. Okay. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> he I you know what it is? So his wife had been pretty rich. She had been from like a good family. And so he had and then she had died a couple years into their marriage. So he had inherited all this money. And I think having money and a title that's how you got into like like got into the parliament and so he's he's somehow in parliament and this person higher up in parliament is like basically about to die and paul will get to take over that position in the house chamber i don't know whatever whatever the government Mm -hmm. is called and so it happens that the the guy he's supposed to take over from dies but then paul maybe a day or two later dies of quote unquote heart failure, which I think everyone, you know, that that's what the doctor said. So everyone kind of agrees with that. But this girl comes to consult, I guess, woman comes to consult Poro because she thinks that Paul did not die of heart failure. It was murder, which makes sense for this story mm-hmm. that can't, can't be heart failure. That's boring.
1: Yeah. It was a uh, cholesterol is the killer in this case. <laughs>
0: Oh gosh, I hope not. <laughs> uh, and so her name is Vir- Virginie. I'm again, I'm anglicizing these names; they're all French. Menard. That's what we'll call her. We'll Mrs. call Benard. her, yeah, Miss Menard. And so she, just, she starts by describing the occupants of the house at the time that Paul died. So there was the servants: Jeanette, Felice, Denise, and François.
1: Janet. Uh- <laughs> Phyllis and <laughs> Francis. Okay.
0: This reminds me of that. Um, what are their names? Something in Peel, Key and Peel, and they have like okay. the, pronoun- pronouncing everyone's names wrong, and they go D nice.
1: D nice. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, it's God. entirely just because my like my French is just. It's not even worth your time, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna anglicize these before I hurt <laughs> anyone's feelings. Okay.
0: <laughs> Uh, so those are the servants, and then the kind of main occupants in the house are Paul himself, and then Paul's mom, Mrs. <laughs> de Rillard. she doesn't have a first name, but you can call her Paul's mom, mm-hmm. and then the woman who's come to consult Poro, Mrs. Menard, mm-hmm. or Miss Menard, I don't think she's married, so she's a miss, and then there had been two guests staying at the house at that time, there was uh, Mr. de saint Allard. And Mr. John Wilson. So Mr. de saint Allard, so he's, he was like a rich guy from France and he was one of Paul's friends. And then Mr. John Wilson is also one of Paul's friends, but he's a, he's an English guy. So he's, he's from England. So that's why he's got a British sounding name, John Wilson. Like it's, it's pretty funny. They have all these French names and then they pick the most British name they can. John Wilson. Maybe not the most
1: John British. Wilson. Okay, we have DeSaint, Saint who's rich from France and Wilson who's rich from England. Or I'm assuming Wilson's rich. I don't know. Maybe um, he's not.
0: He's, he's not the same level of rich. Like he's just okay. a business guy. He's just, you know, ordinary. Whereas Mr. de Saint Allard has like a mansion in France. So I'm, like, <laughs> you're,
2: uh, you're either rich or ordinary. <laughs> yeah.
1: this, I, I'm trying to keep it black and white so I don't forget anything. If I didn't have notes, I would have already forgotten that Poros assistant's name is Hastings, so
0: that, don't worry about too much about that. Hastings is he's not here for the story, right? He's only listening. Oh,
1: uh, oh so. yes, that's fair. Okay. Oh, Matt. <laughs> I'm wasting valuable brain energy right now. I yeah, jeez. Oh my gosh.
0: So so the Miss Menard gets Poirot admitted to the house. They're kind of like, they're trying not to let anyone know he's a police officer. So they have some excuse that they come up with. And he starts immediately interviewing people, which you think would give it away. But oh, oh, they, they tell everyone he's a journalist. That's how they do it.
1: Okay. Do they know that he's interviewing on, or is he being a journalist like for the death of Paul? Or is he like a, a journalist for something else entirely? I think,
0: yeah, specifically for the death of Paul. Okay. So he starts by interviewing i think the servants and the idea is that the only way he could have died was poison like there there were two people the, the two friends wilson and saint allard were in the room with paul when he died and I, I think the idea is that they would have seen something so he it must be poison is what they're thinking but at dinner that night the entire house household had all eaten the exact same food and paul had been the one serving it from like you know big serving platters so it Basically, poison couldn't have been introduced at dinner. Like, it just isn't... It wasn't feasible. Okay. So after dinner, the three men, Mr. St. Allard, Mr. Wilson, and Paul, have went to the study to chat, I guess, after dinner. And that's what they did. They had been talking when suddenly Paul had... He had gone, like, red in the face and then collapsed. And by the time... I think they called the doctor right away, but by the t- time the go- doctor got there... He might have still been alive, but he was past saving and had died. Okay. So as Poirot, Poirot starts by thinking maybe there was like a a needle in the chair and like he had sat on it and that's how the poison had been introduced, but he can't find anything. And he's looking around the whole study and he has no ideas. He's so confused when he sees on the desk a chocolate box. So that's where this gets introduced. And so he opens it up, but it's full, which is kind of disappointing because if none of the chocolates have been eating have been eaten that still can't be how poison was introduced but then he notices that the box has a blue lid and a pink box which he points out to hastings as he's telling the story that's abnormal chocolate boxes of that day were all like you'd have if it was a pink box have a pink lid kind of says it, it might have a blue ribbon but the box color would be the same so he finds that strange
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay so So the next thing he does is he brings Francois, the one of the servants, into his confidence because he's this servant has been working there for like decades. And so he's kind of like, I can trust this guy. And he says that he works for the police. And so he asks, did was Paul eating like who ate chocolates? Why is this chocolate? So he's kind of asking about that. And so Francois, the servant, tells him, yeah, Paul loved chocolates. He was basically the only person in the house that ate them. And he had just finished a box the night of his death. I I threw it out like the box is in the dustbin. So he goes to get it and sure enough it has, it's a blue box with a pink lid so it's the reverse of the other one. Perfect. So from there Poirot goes to see the doctor who had come to the death of Paul and he learns that Paul and Mr. de saint Alard they were good friends but they had completely opposing views. So where Paul was like you know, anti-Catholic. Saint Elard was totally like, very Catholic and against the mm-hmm. state, and so it was that whole kind of dynamic. And so the doctor says it makes, sense. of course, he like passed or he died that night, or it makes sense because he he was really agitated because they fought all the time about those like the, the, these discussions they were always having. So he thinks it makes sense that he got red in the face and then collapsed. Okay, it's his idea.
1: Okay, so he thinks that he was he was so upset by their discussion that he uh, he died.
0: You know, yeah, exactly. Okay. Totally normal stuff, right? Yeah, classic. Typical. So dramatic. What
1: (laughs) what time period is this? This is the 40s, you said? Or or is it? Uh,
0: So this book is written in the 20s, but it's Poirot kind of as an older gentleman describing his time on the police force when he was younger. So let's say it's like 20 to 40 years earlier.
1: Okay. So So. early 1900s
0: early 1900s or even late 1800s okay yeah i'm just
1: wondering like like, on the scale of like sticks and bugs to like proper modern medicine like what kind of doctor this is
2: right i feel like it was around the era of like you sneeze you die like basically (laughs) but also like kind of Mm -hmm. but also like agitation could kill you so who knows
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it is that's it's a good point to bring up. Uh, I don't know if Agatha Christie was like writing it in the mindset of like, oh, we're in the 1880s, or if she was writing it from a medicine point of view of we're in the 1910s, you know, yeah. like she might have taken some creative liberties on on that front.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So from the doctor, he goes to the pharmacy because that's the kind of idea. If, if the if poison was introduced, it has to have been got from somewhere. And so at the pharmacy nearby, it, he it finds out that only the mother, Paul's mom, Madame de Roulard, she's the only one that has a subscription for atropine, atropine. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's for um, cataracts in your eyes. And it's definitely poison, but also she's had this prescription for like years and years and years that she was diagnosed for. So it seems a little unlikely. So he's kind of, he's going back and forth like it's possible, but again, she's had it for so long when he finds out that there isn't, that's the French chemist or the French pharmacy. There's an English pharmacy where John Wilson would have gone. So he goes there. And at the English pharmacy, he finds out that Wilson has a prescription for Trinitrin, Trinitrine, Trinitrine, Trinitrine. Something along those lines, and it's for angina, which is like a heart condition. If you've heard of it, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like really minor heart attacks that you can suffer from. That you need to take medication for. And so he asks the pharmacist there to see the the tablets, and it turns out that all of the little tablets in the in the glass they're all little tiny chocolates. I don't know why, but that was like <laughs> the best
1: Man, way to get not care children at all in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're just taking home these. Poison chocolates and just leaving them around for their kids to find. Literally, yes. exactly what was happening.
2: Like, there's no need for them to be in that form. Like,
1: like oh, on the I spectrum of me. like child-safe locks, this has yes. to be just completely smashed through the left side and on the bottom, just laying. On the <laughs>
0: So basically, he asked the doctor, like, is it poison? Or asked the pharmacist, is it poison? And the pharmacist is like, no. And Sopora oh. says, what if I took the whole bottle? And he's like, okay, yeah, you die if you take the whole bottle. And Sapporo's so like, oh, that's what I was asking. Even like 20 is kind of what I think
1: he's getting at. Are they smaller than regular chocolates or are they like the same size as a chocolate in the box?
0: They're they're the size of like little tiny pills. So he just he goes back to look at the chocolates in Paul's office and decides that you could fit twenty to thirty of these little chocolate pills into one chocolate.
2: Oh.
0: So they are either the chocolates are huge or the tab pills are tiny or both. Okay. So so while he's back at the house, he also finds out that Wilson had quote unquote lost his original bottle for this medication while at the house and originally it had been blamed on the maids and so that's where he gets the information from he's asking uh who are the maids again
1: oh wow, Jen- we have janet phyllis and francis
0: denise
1: <laughs> oh, It's wait there's a fourth
0: François. one yeah denise france is the male uh, like, oh, no. wait <laughs> it's not francis well it could
1: be again wait wait yeah, I, I know. I know it's not Francis. It's just my my spelling in my notes. But um, it, there's, a, there's sorry. There's four servants. Just to be clear, there's
0: Jeanette, Felice, Denise, and Francois.
1: Oh, okay, I missed. It. I missed Denise.
0: That's a huge point, Matt. I don't know if you're gonna be able to guess this anymore. <sighs> yeah, we're probably,
1: we're oh probably not. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> okay.
0: So, so a bottle had gone miss. Basically, he determines a bottle's gone missing. Okay. So so what he's thinking from there is that Wilson had the means because it's his prescription. So he's like, he's got the, if it's motive versus opportunity, Wilson has the opportunity, but he doesn't have the motive. He doesn't, he's from England. He does not have any interest in church versus state. He doesn't really care. Whereas Mr. de saint Allard, on the other hand, has the motive because he has an interest in not having someone who hates the church in government because he likes the church. So there's that kind of dynamic going on. So I'll, I'll pause. I have a little bit more to talk about, but I'll pause here if you want to kind of talk about how you guys are feeling or your thoughts. Mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> it's totally possible that Mr. DeSaint took Mr. Wilson's chocolates and used them both as a tool and to frame Mr. Wilson.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But mm-hmm. I, I have no that. clear ideas yet.
2: Yeah, like that would be like a clear motive because if they're having issues between the anti-Catholic versus, you know, state government and mm-hmm. you know, Paul is banking on the parliament guy dying and then him taking over. What what's the rich French French guy? A rich French guy. Delart Saint Delard, Saint. Oh, Saint- Lard- de Saint. Ooh, that does not go well with me. Okay, Saint Delard, <laughs> Is that it?
0: It's it's de Saint Allard.
2: Saint Allard. Saint Allard would definitely, you know, want that. He would want Paul to not be taking over that position. um, Right. Knowing their views. But it just seems to, you know what, honestly, like, Matt, I don't know how you feel about this, but Paul's mom just instantly, when Caitlin said, like, Paul's mom lives there too, I had shivers. I was like, no way. (laughs) The crazy mom? (laughs) Like, I was like...
1: (laughs) See I, I my suspect right now and for not much reason but I think this lady could be a suspect only because one going to the detective immediately would make him not think that it was her since if she was guilty why would she be calling a detective two if she's just some like random lady living with Paul it did, did they mention if she was romantically involved with Paul
0: That's a really good point I did not tell you so she is she is a cousin of his late wife so his wife had died oh, years earlier. Okay. She's a, oh, she's a
1: okay, See, because in that case then, maybe she feels slighted that, that Paul got all of this money when, yeah. Will, when, it, when her face died. And so she can both go get this detective. There's already clearly an absolute powder keg of clues in this house that <laughs> don't point to her. And yeah. uh, if she dies, presumably because she would be blood related, she might get the money. Does, mm. Did they talk about how the insurance policy works here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is no, there is no will breakdown, but I think you can make the assumption that he'll he'll leave it to some family member, probably. Yeah.
1: I okay. I feel okay. like that's yeah. what people did at this time. Either his mom then, or I, I feel like this whole political angle is a red herring.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always. I mean there we go maybe it's about money like I agree like it could be you know right now we're thinking of all the people in the house but the Miss Menard who brought this if she's a cousin she's related she could end up with the money
1: like. but she's at the house too right. Doesn't yeah she, she is there?
2: living in the
0: house she's a she's a cousin and also living there
1: yeah mm-hmm. I don't know yeah
2: but so I I definitely think something with the blue and pink lid like I'm trying to tie like things to that in my brain you know like right I, I agree Matt I think like the political side it's like it's too obvious like yeah. <laughs> the blue and the pink like why would you have the lids switched like that's the question like if he ate a box of chocolates and then that one's thrown in the garbage then the one left on the table like they're switched mm-hmm. like the lids in the boxes so like there must have been an interaction between both box of chocolates one is mm. f- one is empty Paul is dead so it's like I feel like I don't know, something, that's where my brain's kind of thinking. Because
1: the other thing is, is if this, these two other dudes who are potentially have conflicts of interest, specifically Mr. De Saint with his conflicting political opinions, if mm-hmm. they don't typically live at the house, it would make sense that, or might make sense that whoever was planning to kill Paul would wait until they were there so that they had a strong alibi versus if they just did it on any given day, it might be a bit more difficult. True. Right. Hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay, so that's good. So that's where, that's where your heads are at right now.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'll I'll give you a couple more points, and then I'll ask for your final guesses. Mm, you can, okay. And you
1: can oh, both shoot. guess from I people. have to finally guess. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Ooh. Let's hear more.
0: <laughs> so so he's, you know, he's, so is stuck between Wilson and Saint-Alaure. That's kind of he's bouncing back and forth. And he goes back to the house because he wants to get saint allard's address because he's kind of thinking kind of how you guys had started is like saint allard could steal the pill bottle Mm -hmm. and so he kind of wants to you know go to his his house and kind of maybe investigate a little bit and so he asks miss menard for the address and she doesn't want to give it to Poirot. she kind of says that she's made a mistake and that he probably did die of natural causes and like you know he doesn't need to investigate any further where Poirot is like you don't know me at all like that's not the way I work give me the address which she does and he goes to investigate and so how he does it is he pretends to be a plumber to get into the house which again back then easy to do right like <laughs> yeah. throw on coveralls they- and you're
1: yeah. for some reason in my head I was like 1800s no indoor plumbing this is yeah. but they definitely had if it's like 1900, they probably had something
0: yeah, and that's the, that's the thing, too, is I, I this is not a history book at all. So I have no okay. idea exactly what she's sticking to. So in the yeah. 1920s, he would have had some kind of play. He
1: impersonates like a service person.
0: <laughs> yes. A handyman.
1: It's stolen right. valor.
0: So he gets into the house, and he he looks he goes into the bathroom, and he looks through the medicine cabinet, and sure enough, he finds an empty pill bottle with <laughs> John Wilson's
1: name on it. Oh, what? He went to Mr. De Saint's house and there's Mr. Wilson's pill bottles are there.
0: Right. Empty. Oh, empty. Oh, okay. So it's seemingly the one that got quote-unquote lost or went missing. And so at this point, Poirot feels like he's figured it out. It's it's saint Allard. He has the motive. He has the pill bottle. And so he's kind of, he's he's wrapping things up and getting ready to uh, present this to the police force, basically. Okay. So that's where I'll leave it, if you guys would like to make oh, your final guesses. Okay. Oh, my gosh. You. Okay, can okay, we...
1: Do, you, does this mean that? Okay, so obviously then, if if we've confirmed that this is one that he got wrong, then it's not Mr. De Saint Allard. mm
2: mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm, Yeah. Can
1: we I mean... can we confirm that, or is that or are you not able to tell us I... that?
2: You can't, you can't guess it like that. You have to, like, we'll make that that conclusion. I think that's, like, a fair conclusion.
1: Maybe he has, like, an extreme change of of, of opinion on the way to the police station and just, like, (laughs) accuses Denise out of nowhere.
2: (laughs) Denise! Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so...
1: I feel like... Okay. Oh, wait, okay. Here's an interesting thing. Why would Mrs. Menard know mr de saint's address if he's just some random french dude from out of town
0: he's he's not he's not some random french dude like he's a rich french dude okay so but, like,
1: but like why would she know his address like i
0: i think like i don't think that's super suspicious yeah. like they kept people kept address books so she well, probably like he's a good friend of paul's i guess matt, and
1: so I'm just it might be right
2: matt you're barking up the wrong tree that's...
1: no i don't know i'm just saying like because if she knew the address then maybe then she would like she could have been involved in doing this pill swapping thing or putting the bottles there to, like, I don't I, know. I think the I question... Oh, I see. Like I, yeah. she, she should... If, if she didn't want to give the address, clearly she knows something.
2: Yeah, that's what I think more of the issue is, like, her reaction. Like, she thought this was, you know, she brought this to poor and was like, let's solve this. And then when he's mm-hmm. like, let me do this, like, I think the real like, issue is, like, with her change of opinion, change of mind. Maybe she, she knows, she knew that Pora was going to go and find the pill bottle and probably convict St. Elard. So she hesitated. So, I mean, not to bring in, but, like, is Miss Millard, like, having a love affair with the saint? Like, maybe she doesn't want him to go to jail? And so, but maybe, oh, okay, okay, maybe. Like she's having like some type of a love affair, and she's like, "Hey, if we kill off Paul, we can get money. We can elope."
1: But they don't need money, though. Mister De Saint's like absolutely loaded, apparently.
2: That's true. That's true. So maybe it's not De Saint. Maybe it's maybe it's Wilson. Maybe she's in love with Wilson. Wilson's an ordinary guy, and she's like, "Listen, if we kill off Paul, we'll frame De La- uh, Saint De Saint De Saint." <laughs> De Saint. We'll, we'll frame De Saint. oh my gosh, okay, her and John Wilson are in love, they're eloped, he's ordinary, she wants money, she's like, let's kill Paul, and we can frame De Saint because he is, like, kind of an enemy, kind of has, not enemy, sorry, he has mixed opinions, and it could look like we could set it up really well, um, but maybe she was having second thoughts, I mean, I don't understand what the hesitation was, or maybe it was set up, like, she's acting, like, She's hesitating, mm. but I'm. Okay. I'm her and Wilson are are a thing. I could see. Can you
1: explain the? You mentioned that that the, the pharmacy that the mom has a prescription for atropin for cataracts, and that that's mm-hmm. poison? Question mark How does she <laughs> take that if it if it's poison?
0: <laughs> I, I think good question and i don't really know what it is but let's say it's eye drops and you can take one eye drop and it's not going to kill you but if you took the entire bottle of eye drops and you drank it it could kill you
1: okay okay so so it's not like a what do they call it topical when you don't don't consume it i think
0: Uh, yeah i don't i don't know it's it's also described as like pretty i think it's the idea of like it's pretty bitter like the doctor isn't sure if you could mask I that the taste of the atropine in chocolate, like he thinks he'd okay. be able to taste it. Okay, but maybe not. I don't know. Like, there's, it's not, it's not a definitive thing that they're saying. Okay. I'm just yeah. trying to give you all the all the info.
1: Yeah. Is there an angle where it's a suicide by Paul? <laughs> <laughs> the it's killer, the killer was Paul himself.
0: Not out of the realm of possibilities. Hmm. Um, but
1: there's no I, for that.
2: I think, okay. I think like. But like bringing it back, like this box, like I'm trying to think of like way mm. could tie in with the like, po- like, is there some way like the poison was like on the lid, but then they switch it like, so the one in the garbage was mm. blue box, pink lid. So that right. he ate chocolates out of the blue. So he ate out of the blue box, we assume but it had a right. pink lid, but then the one on the table Maybe the issue was not with the box. Maybe it was with the with the lid or something like that. And like I so also like my thoughts are going to, like you said, Paul was so he was agitated, he was red. He collapsed when they got there. So I I don't know if I can confirm this or not, but he was alive, but past saving. That, that's that's what they say. Well, yeah, like I'm just thinking like maybe, you know, I mean maybe the box of chocolates. I feel like it would have to do with it, but maybe like he did end up collapsing cuz he was agitated and then they gave him something. Like okay. Within that time frame yeah. that the that the doctor arrived there, maybe right. yeah, maybe that's when they switched the lids. Maybe maybe they gave him a bad box of blue, but then they like
1: I don't know. I'm also wondering if it's possible that that's another red herring like the box of chocolates. I mean, actually, I don't know. I'm, I'm just feeling like I can't think of anything too obvious. Like, can we rule out the servants? There's almost no there's almost no evidence to suggest that Janice, Phyllis, Denise or Francis did anything. But at the same time, you know, I don't know. Like they there is so little mentioned about them. Like did we even hear Phyllis say anything throughout the entire story? I don't is know. there
2: a Phyllis? I think you're making it's Phyllis. Phyllis. Oh, okay. oh my god.
1: <laughs> There's a, a, a female name that begins with P French servant lady. Well, I don't think we heard anything from her. <laughs>
0: Can I just we, can't get, get over your pronunciation. Can I, we
1: can we get Poro to go back and talk to Phyllis, please?
2: Oh uh, no. My worry is like if I ever got murdered and you had to solve my mystery map. Oh my gosh, I'm worried.
1: No, but see, I'm good at I'm good at remembering facts who's bad with names. If I was, you know, if you said Phyllis, it like, who's that? Oh, Phyllis, so of course.
2: How can you convict someone if you can't say their name?
1: I could get like the yellow pages out and find. <laughs> them i think
0: like this can't be french i think is the yeah uh, the thing here. yeah
1: so oh if God. someone kills you and they're french i'm sorry i'm on <laughs>
0: my own i guess
1: they're gonna get away with it um. uh, okay so let's, let's talk about people we can rule out i think that's probably our best mm-hmm. bet mm-hmm. And, and narrow mm-hmm. it down so i don't think paul committed suicide so i think we can get rid of paul <laughs> oh that's an gosh. easy one that's an easy one
2: <laughs> okay
1: um do we think any of the serpents did it? I feel like there's No. No, I don't think so. Okay, think... so actually, wait, wait, wait. What's his name was in the room with them when they were eating? Or oh, wait, no. Oh uh, you say uh... that uh Francois knows Francis... Francis. Francois <laughs> <laughs> Francis was in the room with them when he died? No, uh,
0: no, it was just it was just Saint Elard and, and Wilson. And Wilson. The but
2: three those three men. But Francois
1: Knows so, that he's the only person who eats chocolate. Who
2: eats chocolates. So he would know that if he put out chocolates, that Paul is going to be the one who's going to eat them. Yeah. Right.
0: And so, I, I don't, it wouldn't just be Francois. It would be the whole, the entire household would know that that Paul likes chocolates. It might not be the guests, like John Wilson and um, St. Allard might not know that, but the people living in the house did. That's what okay.
1: I'm saying. I don't think it's Mr. DeSaint or Mr. Wilson. I feel like they're, red herrings for political reasons and they don't know that he likes chocolate so why would they okay. put out, like,
2: okay so maybe plot twist i i still am like skeptic okay so i think big suspects so paul's mom just because she just gives gibberish and... <laughs> I, I don't like the thought of it um miss <laughs> menard so our girl our Not girl yeah um, and then Francois. So, plot twist maybe Francois and Miss Menard are having an affair. And so, mm. okay, I will put out the chocolates. Um, I know Francois likes chocolates. You know, he's a servant. Maybe he's always wanted to have, you know, power, money. Miss mm. Menard, like, yeah, let's get this house for ourselves. I will go and get Poro. Um, but uh, I'm really still coming back to why she hesitated about giving
1: because so, right this is there a clue that we were missing that would point to her that's what i was thinking of why would she know the address mm.
0: i don't i don't think i've left anything out
1: no i'm just wondering if i'm dumb and forgetting oh it. i see if you're yeah. forgetting
0: it okay yeah
1: okay because here's the, okay wait is yeah. mrs <laughs> mrs menard i'm just wondering now okay there's two pharmacies there's an english one and a french one right does that have anything to do with it? Because is Miss Menard able to speak I English?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I think you can probably place an order at either okay. pharmacy, not knowing either language. I, I see. I'm not really sure about yeah, the history of English versus oh, French. Pharmacy. Wait,
1: okay. Wilson lost the original bottle, but there's servants and stuff running running around. Our boy Francis could could have scooped that yeah and and mm-hmm. either but like I don't know he would he know where this this rich dude lives or was there a thing that said that the servants helped with other people
2: mm, no I don't know but he would he would maybe know where where so would lo-
1: there be more than one person who did it like a team
2: so I'm thinking the something having to do with the empty pill bottle like I think, like less about the people and more about how the murder was committed. I feel like that's like to look at, like to look at the blue box, blue box, pink lid. I I think that's important, and then to look at how he could die. So we know that two possible things that have been brought up are the Atropin and the um, trinitry, whatever heart condition. Yeah so those are two options of him dying and then we know we see the empty pill bottle at the end but does that really mean that you know they used that to kill maybe they used the oh, cataract. Right. maybe maybe it was all set up to look like de saint but mm-hmm. maybe ended up using actually Atri- you know what i'm saying like the cause of the death i feel like is kind of it's figuring out like the timeline and what was used like did he eat
1: the but- chocolate's Maybe. But the thing is is also to remember that the, the empty bottle at Mr. DeSaints isn't his medication. It's Mr. Wilson's medication. And they don't live yeah. together.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: and true. that bottle was taken from the house. I
2: <sighs> But maybe they didn't use it. Maybe they just it emptied just it yet. and put it there. Like it maybe it like an empty bottle doesn't necessarily like yeah. it's not like solid, I feel like, you know? It doesn't give Okay. Who are you thinking? I feel like we're between like Paul's mom, Miss Menard, and Francois kind of are key people.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's Miss Menard. I feel like it's Miss Menard. That's my guess. What's your reasoning for Paul's mom? Other than it's creepy that she lives with
2: him. I don't know. Just like the whole cataracts thing, I feel like she's oh, I'm blind or whatever but then like be very sneaky (laughs) she could want money she could be like from kind of maybe an older sector which believes more in like the church like could Mm, be could be money maybe she doesn't like having all those people living in her house with her (laughs) and i don't know (laughs) but and also the chocolates like she would also know that he likes chocolates right like Mm.
1: why would you want to kill her own son Mm,
2: I mean, this is the point of all these mysteries. They're like, they never make a lot of sense. I don't know. Yeah, I think Miss Menard, I think okay. I think she's our gal or at least her and Francois accomplished slash love. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. And yeah, considering it's supposed to be a special uh, like couple episode, I would feel like love triangle slash like Bonnie and Clyde angle fits in pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay.
0: Like, okay. That's so kind of so, final answer, Miss Menard, with help from Francois. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so Poirot, Poirot has been on this, as you said at the beginning. Uh, the fact that he thinks it's Mister Saint-Elard, and he said at the very beginning that he failed, has to be that it's not Saint-Elard, which is which is going to be correct, <laughs> I'll say. Okay. So he he's you know getting stuff together, and he gets a call from the household, and Paul's mom, Madame Desrillard, is asking for him to come visit because she has just learned that he was a police officer and she's a little bit upset that she wasn't kind of involved from the beginning. And so she she asks him, he comes over and she asks him like what's going on and what he's thinking. And he kind of describes to her that they're gonna they're gonna arrest St. lard They found the pill bottle, whatever, whatever, whatever. And she says, Thank goodness I've asked you to come here because he St. lard did not kill my son. I did. What?
1: <gasps> Scarlett was right. I knew. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so it's one thing, one thing to say that she did it, but it's kind of now it's like okay, we know who it is, but yeah, why and how? And you were totally right to go. What's up with this chocolate box? Because the chocolate box ends up being for Poirot the kind of like clinching factor. Of how did he miss that? Like he he's hitting himself. 20 years later going, how did I miss that fact? The fact that the lid and the box were different, he noticed it. He thought it was important. But then in his final solution with with him thinking it's St. Allard, he totally didn't take into consideration the chocolate box. And so what it what had happened was we've confirmed that the mother, Paul's mom, takes atropine for cataracts, cataracts being an eye di- like an eye disease. So she can't see properly. So she originally opens the full chocolate box when she's going to like, place the poison, and then realizes the full one mixes up the lids between the full and the empty one because she can't tell the difference in colors. Oh my
1: God.
0: Because of the cataracts. The blindness. So she- oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and she had stolen Mr. Wilson's pills and stuffed whatever into the chocolates. And then when Mr. St. Elard had come to say goodbye to her, she knew she couldn't be found with this pill bottle, so she had slipped it into his pocket. And Poirot kind of realizes then as well, of course, if St. alard had been the murderer, he wouldn't have kept the empty pill bottle at his yeah. house. He would have gotten rid of it. Like, the fact that he had it was, like, proof of his innocence. So, that's that's all well and good of how the mom killed her son, but now onto the why. Because, again, like, yeah, as you were saying, why would, why would she want to kill her son? And it is you can agree with this reason or, or you cannot. uh, back. She had, she had always been living with her son, even when he was married because he was only married for a few years before his wife died. Okay. And she says, I saw my son push his wife down the stairs.
1: Oh, we got a so, domestic abuse angle to this story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that we didn't even know was possible. And so that's how she had died. And so, and then he had inherited all this money. And so and as you you guys kind of alluded to it would make sense that paul's mom would be very catholic which she is and so she doesn't want her son kind of as she says kind of like ruining more lives he's already killed his wife and she had noticed that he had started like coming on to miss menard mm. and he didn't want her to be her soul to be ruined by this terrible man even though it's her son and miss menard ends up joining a convent in the catholic faith
1: Miss Menard's like a Batman character. It's <laughs> like, she this crazy story. arc. Damn, okay. Okay. We she went Scarlet Scarlet's answer. She- it's
2: okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't,
1: can't,
0: no. So it, it's so interesting that you had that feeling shivers from
2: the mall. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She didn't even do anything yet, and Charlotte was already saying it was. The I moment. had an
2: inkling. Oh my gosh, maybe it's maybe it's my uh, my intuitiveness or like nurture from whenever me and Jill watch movies, and Jill's like, mm, I have a feeling it's this. Part. Yeah. I just have developed those shiver. Is- you have the feeling, you just yeah. don't know to act on it. Yeah, jeez. Damn. Okay. It's your sixth sense. Yeah, but that was tricky. <laughs> oh my gosh, there were so many elements.
1: Yeah. I have a lot of notes, but I don't have anything on them. I took, I did take notes. I have lots of them here.
2: Yeah, same. Okay.
0: Okay. Do you guys have any any questions, like loose ends that aren't tied up or anything like that that I've missed?
1: What was what was Phyllis doing this whole time? Because I didn't hear anything <laughs> about Phyllis.
0: As as is the case with a lot of these mysteries, you're right. If you don't hear about someone, they're out of it. Like they yeah. they're not important. In the story so all okay. the servants except for kind of Francois were kind of unimportant Yeah, I don't know they all get mentioned at the beginning and it's possible that I just didn't write about them after like but I don't think really they get talked about I think Jeanette um, she's the one that gets blamed for taking the pill bottle so mm. she's oh. in it and then Denise is the cook so there's maybe an angle that she poisoned the food but you know there's not
2: really much going on with them
1: ah okay 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 that makes sense dying okay
2: why why do the lids like are the lids just an indicator to that the mom is a suspect or do they have to do with the actual death like or i guess
0: just that the mom was a suspect it okay. was just to kind of be like someone with like who who with good eyesight would replace the boxes wrong, with See, the wrong lids.
1: my my thought was that they had i don't know like one of them was like a, a filled chocolate box and one of them wasn't and they just like didn't have the right lid and they didn't want to or I don't know they they had lost right. the lid I guess I don't know I wasn't thinking it was a, a physical ailment that prevented them from putting the right um, right right. The right lid on
0: that's exactly it like that's the whole problem with these kind of stories is they they find some angle that you're not gonna think of and then throw it in there to yeah. mess you
1: up also, well I like, yeah go ahead
2: oh sorry yeah like I was just gonna say like when when I was like reading into that I was thinking like oh it must have to do with how like it was murdered like I don't know like something was put on one lid that would right like affect one box like I was thinking it was like an advantage from the killer's point of view but it was literally an error like it was literally Mm -hmm. an error on the mom's it was kind of interesting like you think it's like strategic but it's literally just an ailment as Matt said
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah was just like not capable of putting the right color lid on. See, I don't know enough about cataracts because in my head, cataracts is just like I don't know you have like a bunch of astigmatisms in your view. It's not like you're like a dog and have like color blindness and can't see <laughs> like, like certain certain colors or
0: no, and that's that's a good point. I also didn't look into like cataracts and how they can affect you, so i so symptoms may include faded colors, blurry uh, or double vision, halos around light, trouble with bright lights, and trouble seeing at night. So I mean, it could have been all of those things yeah. if she was, depending on what time of day she was doing it. The, the faded colors definitely, like if they're both kind of like muted pinks and blues, anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, I, I didn't know that new.
0: either. Very cool. Uh, any final thoughts before we go?
2: No, that was that was really awesome. Thanks for. Yeah, Be part of that and uh, try and work together, solve the mystery. Well,
1: (laughs) I should have went with Scarlett. Scarlett knew.
0: Yeah, this is good. This is this is the first first couple of February, and we'll see how all our other couples are able to do. uh, If it helps to be able to work with a partner, it's kind of the idea. Mm. Uh, So thanks, thanks guys for coming on. um, As as number one Mm, and. For our listeners at home, if you would like to contact the show, you can send an email to Club at gmail.com. If you want podcast updates and mystery book picture content, you can follow the show on Instagram, which is also TuesdayNightMysteryClub on Instagram. And if you would like to support the show and get bonus content, you can follow me on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash TuesdayNightMysteryClub. And thanks to our current patrons, who are Barb McLean, Michael Barello, Debbie Kravis, and Emily Shilton. And without further ado, goodbye!